lately it's just so darn good it came out originally in 2017 through vacant stare the label and uh, I, I didn't realize but they also did a co-release uh, with a label that I feature pretty regularly here on the show 
and that is a mosu se de tofu. Didn't know that until now. And then it's due to be re-released soon too. I, uh, I can't remember who's supposed to be doing that. It's a label in Germany. I'll feel like a moron. Later on, I'll remember that probably like two minutes after the show wraps up, and I'll be like, "Oh, I should have said what that was." Anyway, uh, so what do I got this week? Well, there's a whole mix of Bandcamp stuff, new finds, and some things that aren't so recently found but still good. And then, of course, stuff from you know the past 75 or 100 years that is notable in some capacity. Zach's going to pop by for I'm Allowed at the uh, halfway point of the show. We'll talk the usual pile of bullshit. I have a whole set of songs pertaining to food, which I'll get to after Zach and I do our thing. And I might even talk about a couple of shows coming up. Uh, I know of at least one good one here in Prague next week. And uh, I don't know if I'll go more than next week. I'll see what kind of a mood I'm in. Yeah, we'll get real crazy and just dump some show information on you. That'll just be the wildest thing. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to play something by Big J McNeely and Band next called The Squat. This came out on a single in 1962 through the Swingin' label. There's actually a pretty decent Wikipedia write-up on Big J McNeely. I was surprised to find that uh, just before I started the show. He was actually active up until uh, fairly recently. He died in 2018, and he was still playing concerts, uh, I don't know, at least until, I guess, like 2011 or so, according to this Wikipedia page, and then like he had uh, put out some, some things as well. So yeah, hats off to him. He was still still pretty prolific right up until the end. Uh, so yeah, I'll get to the squat here next. And uh, yeah, who knows what else as usual.
I'm not certain that he really, uh, uh, really carried those sacks out here. Et moi et toi et toi et soi 
2018 through Dream Home and what else I'm gonna try and turn up the old backing track it's just not treating me right today yeah uh, so I also played Cleo a moi et toi et ça from a four song EP Les Favre put out in 1966 by Discs Vogue, then it was Brie of Leipzig, Germany. The song I played was Zweilicht, it comes from their album 3, or I guess Drei, uh, through Kitchen Leg Records, they put that out in 2019. Then before Bri, Bree, uh, Shucks, No No Tony from their 2018 self released demo. They're from Missouri. Lithics before that, Mice in the Night, a fate I do not wish upon anybody because 
having lived in places where I've heard mice in the night. It's very unpleasant. Uh, so yeah, that song comes from Tower of Age, which they put out last year through Trouble in Mind, and started it with Big J McNeely and Band, The Squat, from 1962. All right, next up, The Birthday Party, I'm going to play Dead Joe, the UK version, which is found on Drunk on the Pope's Blood, the CD version, which was put out in 1991 through Shock. It's kind of a weird release because there was a vinyl release of that from earlier on, I don't know, some point. I guess they might have even still been together when that came out. And it was just like a handful of live songs. And anyhow, when they reissued it on CD, they included all these other kind of like rare, obscure, whatever type songs, um, mostly studio recordings. And there's actually more of that on the CD than there are from like the live tracks from the original vinyl release. So I don't know. I think they should have just came up with a different title for the thing or whatever. I guess whoever the hell put this out might have just been a little lazy on that front. Anyhow, um, I really like this version of Dead Joe. I think it's superior performance-wise to the Junkyard album version. And then definitely in terms of the production values and recording, it's just much cleaner and better to listen to and it's it's kind of weird because like they they kind of talked a lot about how they had this specific approach for how they're trying to record the album junkyard and they intentionally made it sound the way it does but i don't know i i don't really think it, <laughs> it sounds that great in terms of how it was recorded i think that the songs are really great but uh yeah the uh, the production not so much I, I kind of wish that they had done it more in the style of this version. Anyhow, uh, so I'll get to that next. And uh, I was going to do the rundown of uh, shows for the week, but you know something? There's only really one show that's happening around here in Prague, and uh, that's on Wednesday. I'll just mention that really briefly. Or are going to play, and then uh, they're always a treat to see live and then uh, a band or project I've never heard of before called Mr. Pink and the Bad Thoughts uh, described as Temye country folk so I don't know what that's all about maybe it'll be good I don't think they have a band camp page or anything yet uh, but anyhow that's going to happen here in Prague at this place in the district of Palmovka and it's at this outdoor venue I've never heard of before. I don't know if they're going to be doing shows regularly or not, or just because you can only really do outdoor shows right now. But it's called Ellipchiko. So, anyhow, I'll post a link to it along with the playlist later in case you're interested. I don't think there's anything else going on for this upcoming week in the Czech Republic, anyhow. So, uh, yeah, anyhow, um, here's the birthday party.
I didn't make anybody stay here until 7 a.m. or 11 or whenever it is everybody finally left. I didn't make this kid pass out on my floor. People wanted to be here.
of me You're still the heart of me In a life of give and take I gave true love and took heartbreak But you're still a part of me The very heart of me Was it you long ago Promised never to let go All the dreams that now have tumbled down Though you treated me as dirt And all my life I'll feel the hurt You're still a part of me the very heart of me Was it you long ago promised never to let go all the dreams that now have tumbled down though you treated me as dirt and all my life I'll feel the hurt you're still a part of me the very heart of me
Jednym okiem śnie. Okay. Loud and clear. Thanks, buddy. Um, before that, before Bez, it was Drala of Leeds, uh, serotonin level from Useless Coordinates, put out in 2019 by Captured Tracks. Also heard Snooper, Fruit Fly was the song from their EP called Snooper, but uh, I don't know, is it fair to call it a self-titled thing? Because the the O's in the um, title of the record have little accents over them, whereas the band's name does not. So I leave that to you to determine. Uh, they're from Nashville, and that's a good EP that was put out on May 14th through the Goodbye Boozy label. Started it with the birthday party, Dead Joe UK version from Drunk on the Pope's Blood, the CD reissue from 1991. And that would have been recorded originally probably around, I don't know, 82 or something, I guess. Next, I'm going to play something that people always comment on if it comes on, like if I have it on at my house or in a vehicle or something or whatever. If I have it on somewhere where other people can hear it, which doesn't happen very often these days because of the whole COVID thing, but maybe it'll happen again later. Uh, yeah, so people always comment on this one. Pretty Lord Sundance Part 1 was put out in 1961 on the Thai... Triode label, yeah, I guess that's how you'd say it, and it's by Lord Sundance, and it's pretty much the skeeziest thing you could ever imagine, but it's so great at the same time. So there's a part two, as is implied by the fact that this is titled part one, but uh, I think you'll agree after listening to part one that we don't need to go into part two today. Sundance. Mm. I can't help it. I'm a pretty man. Out here 
doing the best I can to keep myself in shape. To make the little girls go away. With mighty chest and voice so mellow. I am the most beautiful fellow. Walk this earth by night or day. I'm even prettier and gaseous clay. Yes, I can't help it. I'm a pretty man. I'm here doing the best I can to keep myself in shape. To make the little girls go away. It keeps my long legs busy. Running the gamut from Charlie May to Lizzie. And when I take my royal pleasure. <laughs> The thrill is just too much to measure. Mm. I can't help it, I'm a pretty man. Out here doing the best I can to keep myself in shape. To make the little girls go I'm just so pretty.
on time, Lamekins. Make yourself a drink, baby. No, thanks, Dutch. Who are you, and how did you get in here? I'm a locksmith, and I'm a locksmith.
Hey, hey, hey. That was Sita. The song was Javel. Comes from their self-titled album that they put out in 2017 through, was it, like three or four labels, Population, Le Turc Mechanique. And uh, the label I mentioned at the very start of the show that I often play things from, uh, and rightfully so, because they put out lots of good stuff, Aimon Say or Aimon Su Say Du Tofu. Uh, then, before that, good buds of the show and all around wonderful musicians, War Cake, uh, from their brand new album, Hoose, uh, Haze and Clarity. I played that uh, as released just a few short weeks ago by Turn and Crow. Uh, and then it was Della Cave, Fas Ogrand Cobb. From the 2018 release, Window Has No Glass, put out also by a bunch of labels, uh, Teenage Menopause, Pooh Shell Potten, uh, 24-Hour Jamais, and My Own Private Records. Started it with the one and only Lord Sundance, Pretty Lord Sundance Part 1, put out in 1961 by Triode Records, and I don't know if this matters at all, but I actually remember... Quality Music is responsible for the reissue of the Dry Erase album, or EP, or whatever. So, there you go. But uh, it's also time to talk to good old Zach. So, uh, how about I get the ball rolling there? How about... I hope I keep my mailman called Mr. Mac away from Zach. Hey there, wild man. Hello. How are you, pal? Oh, I'm doing okay. Yeah, what are you up to? Just went for a. Oh, I just went for a a nice eight-mile walk. Oh man, that's a good one. Yeah. I got the day off, so I'll probably I'll probably end up walking twenty miles. Yeah, you're going to be uh, skin and bones by the time you get back from that one. That's a long haul. Yeah, no joke. Actually, I, I, I have been losing a lot of weight. I'm, I'm down to like 130 pounds. I know, I know, like, n- maybe none of these figures mean anything to anybody, but it's quite small considering I'm nearly six foot tall. Yeah. Yeah, I'm down to about uh, 140, between 145 and 150, and then... Uh, you've always been like a little like bulkier than me, probably like, you know, muscle mass or whatever. So yeah, I mean, the fact that you're smaller than me now, that, that says something. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I do, I do nothing but cardio. I mean, I, I used to lift weights, but I don't, it's, it's all, it's like meatheads in the gym, so I don't want to – just got tired of going to the gym. Yeah, I really don't dig the gym scene at all. Like, that's part of the reason why I don't go – why I'd rather just do walking and cardio stuff myself, too. Yeah. Yeah, I've been I've been running again. I, I've had, like, a little uh, upper respiratory thing, so I haven't been able to run, so I've had to confine myself to walking the last uh, yeah. week or so. Gotcha. You ever try the 24-hour gym thing? Uh, no. 
I don't think I don't think it would really work out for me because I I have like a, I have a really strict nighttime schedule. Like oh, I'm man. I'm almost I'm almost always in bed by like eight p.m. Time and usually like, getting up. Mm, I usually get up about four a.m. between yeah. four and five a.m. My sleep schedule's been really really off lately. I, I have I've been like sleeping almost almost nil. I've been I've been if, if I'm lucky I'll get four hours. Wow. Yeah, who needs yeah. to sleep anyway? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one person that does. Me, I need to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not having I'm not having a ton of luck. Actually on on that note, I actually got uh I got my medical marijuana card yesterday. Maybe and, that'll uh, help. Yeah, yeah, I took it last night and I did I, I did actually sleep pretty well, I guess. Um, for like four hours, and then I woke up, and then I, ha- I was like pretty like anxious and confused. <laughs> so it's like it helped a little bit, but uh, <laughs> um, in a, in a pretty strange way, I guess. You smoking that stuff, or are you like baking it into some kind of edible, or what? Oh no, it's so goddamn fancy. It's it's a uh it's a tincture. You just put it under your tongue. Oh, well, that sounds nice. Hits hits you in like 10 minutes, man. Yeah. Going to Smilesville in 10 minutes. <laughs> and then going to Snoozeville is the next stop after Smilesville by the sounds of it. Yeah. Yeah. I I I've always been extremely extremely sensitive to it. So I thought, well, this will this will be a way for me to be able to really control my dosage and, and like know what I'm getting. You know, like you buy you buy weed off the street. God knows what the hell they're going to put in it. You know, it's like this is actually like all really carefully controlled and all that stuff. So I thought, mm, I'll give this a try. But um, yeah, I don't know. I still kind of like had that same kind of feeling of just being like, I don't know, like it's just a strange feeling. Maybe it's just something to get used to. I don't know. It's like maybe people, maybe some people normally feel this way. (laughs) I don't know. I I don't know. It's hard to say what other people feel. (laughs) Yeah. I think the jury's still out on that one. Yeah. Well, I think most people don't know what they feel. You know, <laughs> most, most everyone just stuffs everything down as deep as they can and tries to fill the hole with anything they can, including me, most of the time. Yeah. Um, Sometimes filling holes I, I, with stuff to try and fill the other hole, I guess, as well. <laughs> yeah. 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 I had a I had a really wild experience the other. Uh, uh, the the other day i uh i i go on these long walks and i try to uh i, I try to like help out folks you know that i i see that are um you know like holding up the signs for money i'll stop and talk with them i'll give them some money I'll, i've been like carrying food with me like giving that out and i've just been trying to get to know them in general and uh one of the fellows his name is Jimmy, and uh, he's probably five foot one or two. He's very, very, very short and like 
110 pounds. Just a really small, I don't know, it seems like, it seems like everything I talk about has measurements that may not be, (laughs) may not be easily understood by everyone, but that's very small. Yeah. Extremely small. Imagine the smallest, imagine like a 11 year old boy. That's, or 12 year old boy. That's probably about their size, maybe smaller, usually. Um, anyway, he, uh, I was walking back with my uh, groceries and he's like started yelling. I, I kind of had my head down listening to the music, but I, he, he was yelling my name so loud, just like motioning me to go over to him. Well, I, well, I walked over to him across the street and uh, he, he, he jumped into my arms like a, kind of like a baby chimp in a way. Wow. <laughs> and just started uh, crying, like crying on my shoulder, like full-throated sobbing. Gee. And he, and he said, he's, he's, a, he's a methamphetamine addict. Um, and so he said, uh, I've got to get off this stuff, man. It's killing me. It's killing me. Will you come back to my house and pray with me, man? I was like, okay, Jimmy, yes, I will. And so I, we walk a couple, a few blocks to where he's staying. He's staying with his dad and a bunch of other, ostensibly another, a, a bunch of other methamphetamine addicts is, is what it seemed like to me. Um, because I, I walked in the house and it was just in total shambles, like, uh, you know, like the, messiest place like cat shit all over the house just just destroyed and people were actually smoking meth in the living room and uh he i I went in with him i you know i naturally i was getting starting to get kind of uh anxious yeah but uh i went in i i said you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna follow this through to its end I mean, I, I didn't have a lot of money, so I, did, I wasn't worried about being robbed or anything. It's like, let's just see how this plays out. Um, so we go into the room where the people are smoking meth, and uh, he says, "This is my friend Zach. We're gonna we're gonna go upstairs and pray. Anybody who wants to come up and pray can can uh, can come up with with us." Well, we went. So I, I <laughs> he led me to his room. And, uh, we, uh, he opened up, it was pitch black dark. He had like those blackout curtains in his room, you know, pitch, pitch dark in his room. But, and it was a total in like the rest of the house in total shambles. But, um, in the, uh, let's see, there was like a corner of the room that was like an altar to Mary. It was pretty beautifully kept up you know it was like a, a, a kind of a lovely little altar candles and incense and all that stuff and uh so we all just two or i think two maybe three of the people from downstairs came up there with us so we all went over to the altar and uh and 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 Jimmy asked us to kneel, so everybody kneeled. And then Jimmy nudged me, said, Lead us in prayer. 
Wow, talk about being like, put on the spot. Yeah, I know. And I was like, I'm going to do my best. And I, and I, and I did. And uh, it's like something broke in every person in that, in that room. It was like the most intense sobbing I've ever heard in my life. Like a kind of like a scream cry in a way. Like crying so hard that it's like, Ah, <laughs> you know, like that kind of sound. Everybody was doing it. It's like it, it's truly the sound of absolute brokenness. And uh, so, yeah, we 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 did that. And uh, I mean, I was crying too. You know, it was it was it was, it was an extremely moving experience. So we did that, and everyone just kind of gathered them you know gathered them gathered their wits about them again and we all went downstairs it was saturday night or no maybe it wasn't i don't know anyway they were having a, a party of some kind anyway and uh, they asked me if i wanted to stay for for pizza and beer and i, I said oh I, i'd better not I, I don't drink and i don't eat meat so i think i would probably just be really boring to to all of you <laughs> so i i i you know met Said, said my goodbyes and walked off into the night. How about that? Yeah, that is very unusual. <laughs> I don't think when, <laughs> yeah. when you were buying groceries, you expected your day was going to take that direction. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> no. No, I, I truly had no clue. No, it was a... Uh... It was a surprise, and ended up being a I, what I would call a pleasant surprise. Like it was a, it was a good. Exp, I, I would call that a good experience. Uh, it's it's. I find that doing things that you that every bone in your body and every fiber of your body tells you not to do can sometimes be. Uh, one like a like lead you into some of the most remarkable experiences. Of course, they can lead you in extremely dangerous experiences. <laughs> experiences too. That's yeah, the yeah. that's kind of the that's kind of the catch twenty two on that. It's a real dice roll. Yeah, it's a real dice roll. Um, but it, yeah, it was it was a really lovely experience. And so I've actually been going over there with them to. Uh, I've been I've been going over there sometimes in the evening and hanging out with them on their on their porch. And it's a it's a pretty wild culture shock. I bet it is. I mean, it's it's probably interesting <laughs> to be able to observe that without having to be a direct participant in it. And, exactly, and yeah. it probably helps them out on some level to have you there if they you know ask you to come back and if if this prayer thing is kind of therapeutic for them and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, we, that's the only time we've done that. Um, I just go over and kind of just shoot the shit with them on the, on the porch. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty wild experience. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess that's, uh, kind of, kind of things like you, you're helping these people out, and maybe in turn, you know, you get something back out of it like that. <laughs> Not necessarily what you're thinking you would, but yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Yep. Sheer terror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when a grown My, man jumps into your arms, that's uh Yeah. That's an unusual thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 glad I was able to catch him and he didn't knock us both down. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm pretty weakened. Yeah, like I I fast like three days of the week, so I mean I I've been fasting. I hadn't eaten in like two days, so it was like pretty shocking I was able to hold him up there to be honest. <laughs> but uh yeah, wow. My goodness. You got any uh, destinations in mind for the upcoming walk today? Yeah, I'm going to have you ever have you ever been in the sensory deprivation t- tank? I have not, but I would try it. Yeah, if I was given the opportunity. Yeah, they're 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 kind of popping up over in here. So I'm gonna today. I'm gonna. They have a this place in Columbus has this special that has like uh you go in like an hour float tank and you um uh uh then go into a sauna afterwards. So I'm going to I'm going to do that today. Yeah. Why the hell not? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I got a whole day to try and try and find a way to stand to myself so <laughs> which is a 24 hour a day job 24 hour a day job especially when i'm not sleeping very well exactly yeah well That's... my friend I, I wish you the best with that <laughs> yeah thank you yeah do, <laughs> do, do do you do they have do they have those in in czechia I have no idea. I, I would assume they probably do. I don't know how widespread they are. I've never looked yeah. into it. I've never seen any ads for it, to my knowledge. It could have been advertised somewhere, and it's in check, so I don't understand it. But, yeah, I'm going <laughs> yeah. to try and figure that out. Maybe I go to one. I, but they're probably a, open now, so. It's a, pretty, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty deranged experience. It's like, so to, I guess to just really briefly, like, talk about it it's like a um it's you get into this kind of like trash can looking container or actually they used to look like that now they more it looks more like a space pod kind of i got a bit Um, classier with time i guess yeah definitely they used to look more like like a like a a trash bin or something Mm -hmm. but uh now they they kind of look like 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 a sleek space pod you get in there and the the um the there's water in there and a a pretty tremendous amount of salt the water is the same amount uh or, or pardon me the same temperature as your body temperature and the salt there's so much salt in there that it keeps you afloat and so you they this um you shut the kind of the the hatch to this pod and it's totally silent it it blocks out all sound you can hear your heart beating and it's totally dark so total silence total darkness and you're floating on this water that is the same temperature as your uh, body so it's like it's kind of like floating on air you know it's it's after a time you forget that you're floating on water 
<laughs> it feels like you're floating on air. And they're not, you know, they're probably, let's say, eight or nine feet total. But, like, moving around, moving around in them kind of feels like you're moving around in space. You know, even like a like a small swim in one direction feels like you're going thousands and thousands of miles in the gal in 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 in, in the cosmos. Well, I would try that. I, I think I'm gonna look into it anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's it's it, it is a wild ride. It's uh <laughs> it's 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 pretty psychedelic. You know, it, it, it's it's kind it's kind of like taking a psychedelic of, of a kind, but you know, it's like with no like. Um, I think there's there's like dangers inherent in in psychedelics, and I of like taking too much and not and then and then not being able to kind of remove yourself from the experience. I mean, once you, once you've taken five grams of mushrooms, you've taken five grams of mushrooms, you know, but and there's. There's nothing you're going to be able to do about that for a pretty long time. Uh, you know, like th that—that's gonna be—that's gonna be like—that's gonna be your mindset for the next at, at at least eight hours, but probably closer to twenty-four to forty-eight hours at that tremendous dosage. Whereas this is something that's like you—you you know—if it's too overwhelming, I—I've definitely been overwhelmed in there before i find it generally relaxing but i can also find it just kind of overwhelming in a way so um but if i do get a i've never had to do this but the, the option is there you know if I, I get too overwhelmed i can just pop that hatch open and, and then get out <laughs> yeah but there's there, there's there there's no exit from five grams of mushrooms or <laughs> a couple of hits of lsd once once you've made that decision, then there's no turning back. You're riding the train to the end of the line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're 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 on a a one a a, a one way trip to the underworld for sure. <laughs> and uh, you might stay there for a while even after you finish. That's <laughs> yeah. been my experience. In high school, I took I. Uh, I, I dated a girl who uh, whose father was a chemist, and and uh, he made uh, he made LSD. Just kind of like enjoyed it, you know. It was like he enjoyed the process of it. So it was it was very it was like lab quality. He had like a little lab that he built in his house, and that's so a real I started. Asset. That's a real asset, yeah. And so I started taking LSD in high school. Probably my senior year in high school, I took LSD. I, at least two or three times a week, and I was, I was getting to the point where I like was forgetting how to drive, <laughs> or like I was like forgetting how to like I'd get in the car and, and like look at my keys and then look at the ignition and be like, hmm, <laughs> I, I, I know I should be doing something here. I know I've done this before. It's like here's the keys, here's the ignition. I need to do something here to be able to get this machine to move. Um, so that's when I decided hmm, I've probably done enough LSD for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't think I 
I think I've wherever I needed to go on that journey, I went there. <laughs> I kind of I feel pretty similarly with pretty much all psychedelics these days. I mean, like I, I think like with with marijuana, like I, I I I thought I was microdosing it. I took I took a a quarter of the smallest dosage that they recommended and uh that court that even that small quarter was like i was pretty stoned um so i think i just have some kind of like a real a, a a really sensitive um metabolism for it or something along those lines maybe could be i don't know yeah or it could be you know other factors like you know just where you're not getting a lot of sleep or eating all that much lately, like if you're fasting and stuff, that might tie into it. But I'm actually, yeah. I'm actually not a doctor, so I don't know. I am shocked to hear that. I thought for sure you were. Yeah, sorry. I, I this is... mislead people on that point all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought that I thought that you were Doctor Hinchy. I've been calling you Doctor Hinchy all these years, and you've never you've never corrected me. Yeah, it just seemed rude. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's up to you if you want to keep that going or not. <laughs> well, you, 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 you've given some good layman advice, I think, or, or, or good layman opinion. Yeah. <laughs> have you, have you ever, have you ever been like accident? Have you ever had like an accidental psychedelic experience <laughs> where you uh, didn't know it was going to happen? No, I don't, I, I haven't had anything like that. I think, though, maybe we could dip into that if you have a story about that. Uh, we, we're at the, like, 23-minute mark here or something. Oh, so. gosh. <laughs> maybe we could get into uh, that next week. Yeah, let's, let's, let's save that one for next week. That's a good idea. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> yeah, and when you're talking about, about psychedelic experiences <laughs> and grown men jumping yeah. into your arms. So. <laughs> All right, my friend. Well, I, I, thanks again for having me. This is a... A treat as always, and I'll be seeing you. You betcha. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Be seeing you. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Be seeing you. Goodbye. And what I'm going to do next is start the set of songs pertaining to food. Uh, so very uh, the very first thing that I'll play is oh I guess that's actually a sample of Jack Rebney the Winnebago man saying he's going bananas uh, because then I'm going to play uh, Juanita Banana by Los Tres Sudamericanos it's uh, when did that come out uh, 1966 on uh, an EP of the same name it's like the title track from this Spanish belter label release and it's I have to, I'd have to say it's one of these songs that I don't know what the lyrics are about and I'm probably better off for I don't think I ever want to try and find out it's just it's perfect not knowing what the hell they're talking about so I was going bananas Ale. Juanita Banana Y 
pueblito muy tranquilo al sur de la frontera mexicana vivía la linda Juanita hija de un cultivador de bananas le gustaba cantar ópera pero su padre se burlaba de ella entonces Juanita se escondía entre los platanales y cantaba cuando le daba la gana
garbage can.
turkey neck stretch, yeah, yeah. Well, everybody rockin' a turkey neck stretch. Stretch, yeah, yeah. Well, everybody rockin' a turkey neck stretch. Now go, go, yeah, man.
is the end of the food set. The Spark Plugs with Chicken, as you might have guessed, is the title of that, uh, or at least the assumed title of that. I'll get to that in a second. It's from Crazy Beat with with the Spark Plugs. Uh, It's interesting because that comes from an album, or that album, yeah, Crazy Beat with the Spark Plugs. It's put out by the Sutton label. Um... And the name for that song on the album is called Painless Thoughts, <laughs> uh, which really doesn't seem to tie into the <laughs> thematical or the, the theme of the thing. But anyway, um, there's a whole write-up I found uh, that The Hound did about that, actually, on uh, com. So uh, if you want to read more about that, it's... Uh, titled The Hound's Mystery Disc Number 2, The Spark Plugs. So, uh, yeah, before The Spark Plugs, I played The Astronaut's Hot Doggin' from a 1963 RCA Victor single. And that kind of ties into last week I played something else by The Astronauts, and I thought it was, I guess, also a mistitled thing. Uh, For years, I thought the title of that one I played last week was Cuck, K-U-K, uh, but it's actually called Bonsai Pipeline. And uh, that has to do with the fact that, yeah, you know, you just download these MP3s and you assume that the titles that somebody gave the files are accurate, but of course that is not always the case. So after inadvertently digging around uh, on some other stuff related to the astronauts then i was like oh all right well i guess that is a uh, a different song so uh yeah 
for what that's worth. And let's see here. What else did I play? Doreen, yeah. Pesha's A La Creme from a 1966 CBS single. Uh, then it was Grady O'Neill and the Bellatones' stir- uh, Turkey Neck Stretch from a 1958 Bella single. Um, then I played Guitar Red, The Hot Potato from a 1956 Exolo single. Then one of the greatest songs ever, The Rockefeller's Orange Peel from uh, a single they put out through Valour in 1959. And started it with Leche or Los Tres Sudamericanos Juanita Banana from the EP of the same name, put out in 1966 by Belter. All right, well, I don't have a whole lot of time left, but uh, we'll see how much of this stuff that I have remaining we can get through. So I'll start off the uh, next set with Knots. Uh, the uh, song I'll play is Floating Hand comes from their album called Three, which was put out in 2019 by Goner. Uh, oddly enough, yeah, when I played that Bree song, the name of that album was also Three, and it came out in 2019. So I did not make a mistake on the playlist, if anybody looks at it.
They self-released. So, uh, yeah, that's to come. Thanks for being here this week. I'll be back again next week. And I'll have the replay post uh, playlist, podcast, all that baloney. And that wraps it up. Bye.
Just look after yourself, as they always say, because no one else will. Let us get the fuck out of here. Be seeing you. And you.